Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, of course, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude. We're doing sports talk, bro. It's been a while. Sports talk. That's right. With Cooper and Big Man. I think that's what we base this on. Yeah. Sports talk. Absolutely. So let's get into it. Yes, sir. Let's talk first a little bit of NASCAR. Let's do it, brother. So we're going to burn some rubber as we talk about the NASCAR season has been underway and had four races thus far. William Byron has won half of the races winning back-to-back in Vegas and Phoenix. Those two wins, of course, helped Byron try to cement his spot in the playoffs later this year. As some may recall well last year, that there was uh, seemed to be a new winner every race, which was causing chaos towards the playoff time. So, Cooper, what are your thoughts on William Byron in the start of the NASCAR season thus far? It's a good start for him, but I also <clears throat> wonder, can you keep it up? Are we going to see a lot more of Joey Logano, mm-hmm. all that shit? Because, you know, he... He was pretty crazy last year, so... Things were really crazy last year. I mean, yeah. the whole thing was chaotic. Um, I'm interested to see, is he going to have the same season that we had two years ago when Chase Elliott seemed to be winning multiple races all the time right. and eventually took home the NASCAR championship? So it's going to be, is that is it going to be that type of season for William Bryan, or are we going to start seeing some more of last year where we start seeing basically a different winner every race? And this may have just been a two-race you know. Well, I mean, the season is young, man. The <clears throat> season is young. So we'll see what happens with it. But it's finally good to have a little bit of shake and bake bag, baby. What's up? Yes, sir. And the second annual clash at the uh, Coliseum was pretty fun and entertaining. I don't know if you guys saw it, but, man, it's been crazy and enjoyable. I love That thing it. is so tiny but so cool, bro. Right? It's just like, what? Yeah, I know. Well, plus to have it in that kind of in that locale is just amazing, right? You know, it's like, what are we doing here? It's insane. I'm I'm loving it. I hope that I'm hoping that kind of stays permanent for a while. That'd be kind of cool. It would be cool. So hopefully NASCAR adopts that. All right. So you ready to go from burning rubber to talking diamond talk? Ooh, we going to the diamond, are we? Yeah, that's right. We're talking about baseball diamonds, though, people. We're not talking about wedding rings or nothing like that. You're crazy. <laughs> So the league has implemented its new rules changes for spring training. Well, it's going to be season changes, but they implemented them so far 
in uh, spring training, and thus far, some adjustments seem to be working. The pitch clock has helped thus far in getting the game um, times down to 2 hours and 36 minutes, which is more than a half hour down from average of last year. Another rule is the end of the defensive shift, mostly used against uh, to used against left-handed pull hitters. Uh, when the defense would shift the third baseman to short, short to second, and the second baseman would play shallow right. Teams also have been um, have been experimenting with moving the right fielder to shallow right and moving over the center and left fielder as a way to counteract the anti-shift rule. Cooper, any of these uh, pique your interest as a fellow baseball fan? Well, the fact that they can <clears throat> cut down game time a little bit, that does make it a little bit more enticing to want to watch. Yeah. Because I've watched baseball since I was a little kid, dude. And a lot of it I don't remember because I always fell asleep, bro. <laughs> so, I mean, if it gets the younger generation into it, yeah. why not, dude? And not only that, but shifting, you know, shifting the fielders over for that, that that's pretty good. Yeah. It's cool, man. Yeah. It works. I mean, I I kind of got under the reason why they wanted to get away from the defensive shift for so long because yeah. what I didn't like is I, I didn't mind it as a defensive strategy. My problem was if you're a left-handed hitter, how come you can never learn to just hit opposite field then? Because you had basically almost from short stuff, because they, when they were playing short, the third baseman was playing short, he was still pretty close to second base. Yeah. So you almost technically had where technically a shortstop would stand all the way over to third, wide open. Yeah. So basically, you just need to hit grounders, bunt, hard bunt it down the line, a third baseline. So it makes it a little bit more interesting. So you know, yeah. so you can get base runners instead of trying to jack it out of the park all the time. Yeah. It, you had to be, you know. So I kind of understood why they went. Well, okay, well let's get rid of it so we can get base runners because obviously the lefties aren't going to try to learn to hit opposite field. Yeah. Like they should have. Um, and then, but you know, to be kind of brilliant as it has been so far, is to play a shift with your outfielders. It's kind of interesting. It does work because even if you try to go opposite field, you still have the short and third baseman at their normal positions. So you'd have to hit a, a line drive in past them. So you'd have to get it out and over yeah. them to even have a real true effect to get on base if you go opposite field to avoid the uh, left fielder that's playing over to short, uh, center. It's definitely a change, and it's going to be nice to see something a little bit different with baseball. I like the fact that they're implementing new rules and trying new things out because you really do, like I said, have to get the younger generation more involved and want them, make them want to watch it. I mean, it's America's pastime, bro. Yeah. So, you know, let, let, let's go back to that, you know what I mean? Right. And I think if you implement, with the implements of the time, um, the pitch clock and all that. I think in having the time come down, it's not going to be so bad, and you will you can keep your 162 game season. Yeah, um, which and people won't get so worn out all the time. Right, uh, and I I think that's going to work out a lot. I think you're going to keep people's interest because otherwise, at some point, you may have to actually change it all together and maybe break it down into quarters. Yeah. Or halves or something. It'd be definitely, definitely cool to watch, man. I'm, I'm going to check it out this year and see what's up with it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, World Baseball um, Classic is going on right now. Of course, they're playing international rules, yeah. which is the old former baseball rules. So, no, they're not. I kind of find that hard, though. You're trying to get used to implementing something, but then you're, a lot of your players are now playing international level yeah. baseball, which doesn't have your rules. So, now they're 
getting back to use the old rules, and now they're going to have to come back again after the classic's over and re-implement themselves back into the rule changes, which is going to be um, a little bit difficult. But also, Major League Baseball has adopted a limited pickoff attempt, a, also the permanent use of a runner on second base in extra innings, and will be also provided bigger bases, which is supposed to entice more base ceiling, but also provide more safeties or safety standards for like for the likes of first baseman who kept having to have their foot on the bag when dealing for the most plays at first base. Yeah, man, I like that, and and the you know pickoff thing is is a lot better because man, how many games have you watched where somebody's just trying to pick somebody off for like ten minutes? Oh, I know it's terrible. It's so irritating, dude. It's like, come on, just fucking pitch the ball. Who cares about the runner? If he can get past you, he will. Just fucking play. Yeah. It just yeah. means speed up your delivery to home plate so your catcher has enough time to throw him out. That's basically yeah, what it is. Yeah, or get a new damn catcher. There you go. Yeah, or that, too. But, I mean, basically, it's Tim, he's just trying to time your wind-up and your delivery, trying to get to second, and you got to rely on your catcher sometimes, and your good catchers will get him out. You want some yeah, time? It's definitely going to make... Things are interesting. I, I like I like the little implements and different role changes and and hopefully we'll see them keep going with this and and just like I said, get the younger generation involved and mm-hmm. then you know I mean because my boy he's always I like baseball, man. I like baseball. It's like all right, buddy. Maybe we'll have to catch a game sometime. Something you know what I mean? Absolutely. So and you know you're gonna get. His generation, because, you know, the, the problem with the younger generation is nowadays is their attention span is so short right? that baseball would be boring for them. Right, absolutely. So, Whereas if you were taking them to basketball or football, something's almost always going on. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, except for timeouts and, yeah. and breaks because of commercials and all that through the game. But baseball is just so, can be so long and drawn out, and mm-hmm. then you Sitting there watching a pitcher play catch, basically with the first baseman, try to pick off somebody for ten minutes, and you, like you said, and you're just like, "Oh my god, dude, just pitch! Forget about him. Concentrate on the guy at home. Let's yep. get that taken care of." And it gets annoying. I like the bigger bags, um, not just for the purposes of giving um, um, people who are trying base runners a chance to steal, but for mostly for the safety of first base. Because man, I, I played first once, and I was. Not happy about it because I knew how people ran, and especially when you're a kid, you really know how kids run. They don't run in a straight line worth of crap. Yeah. And I, I was sitting there knowing I have to plant my foot on the bag, try to catch a ball, and knowing that there's a possibility that I'm going to get a spike to the back of my ankle is going to suck. Yeah. That's a possibility. Now that with the bigger bag, you less it could still yeah, happen, but it's it still happen, but you have more room for your foot. And <clears throat> yeah, it's it's. It lowers the percentage yeah. a lot more than what it was. I'm sure it was, still wasn't high, but to feel like you have more safety for you because there's more room for the base runner to get his foot on the bag and not have to worry too much about your own foot getting smashed into is kind of nice. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Plus also the safety for the other fielders because second base and shortstop covering second, there's more bag you can avoid um, getting slid into a little bit better, um, hopefully. And then third base, of course, saying, there's not much action ever at third base, so it's a little bit harder but to kind of be okay with that. But I'm just saying, for first base and second base, basically, for the short second and first baseman, 
the safety factor in that is great. Um, the base runners, of course, having um, more base to get to um, when trying to get to, you know, advance base and stuff is going to be helpful. I like it. All right, sir. So you ready to go to the hardwood? Let's do it, man. All right. So the NBA season is winding down, but the intensity is heating up as there are approximately four games separating fifth and 13th seeds in the West. Teams are jockeying hard for the top spots out in the East. The final weeks of the regular season are going to be insane for teams trying to make the playoffs and teams still fighting for good seeding. Cooper, what are your thoughts on this playoff hunt? Crazy man, it's all it always gets interesting this time of year, Mm -hmm. and you know me, dude. Right around playoff time, and and, you know, the weeks from now on out, I usually get really interested in it because it's like, I'm sorry, man, there's so many games, it's just like with baseball, dude. There's too many games to watch to where you're like, okay, you know, I'll catch the highlights, (laughs) I'll check it out, whatever, but. You know, unless it's like a big game, some most time I'm like, ah, oh, it's okay, whatever. Right. But I mean, this time of year, it it piques everybody's interest. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just happy because my, we'll talk about it a little bit more in detail later. <laughs> of course we but will. But my but my team is finally worth watching. So yes. I'm of course now like our hey. team, our team. Yep, yep. Sure, you know it's our team. Well, <laughs> you know it's our team because I don't really root for anybody else in basketball, so there you go. That's only because Jordan retired how long ago? <laughs> that doesn't even count. <laughs> you were Like, a we Bulls weren't fan. even friends when that when I was a Bulls fan, so whatever, dude. Uh, at, least, at least when Kobe didn't retire, he didn't give up on us after that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or when LeBron came over because I can't stand him. Well, I almost bailed on him too. Don't get me wrong, but that was just like, oh God, no. But you know, whatever he got us championships, so. right? Anyways, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to this. This race for the playoff is going to be insane. Uh, a lot of teams are still in it. A lot of teams are trying to get out of the play-in into the playoff. A lot of teams are sliding from the out, being out of the play-in to back to the play-in. It's going to be insane um, out west on the East Coast, man. Teams jockeying for that top spot. All of a sudden, the Knicks are. Well, we're rolling, hit a little bit of a skid, got back on track, and, you know, are trying to push back for another top four seed. All of a sudden, I think Philadelphia is now in second or about to be in second place in the East. So it's crazy. The Bucks just claimed the, um, a playoff spot. They haven't claimed the top seed, but they have officially locked in their spot in the playoff. So, I mean, it's going to be insane last couple of weeks as we get ready for uh, the playoffs in the NBA. So let's talk about the trade deadline, though. That was pretty crazy. A lot of crazy stuff going on there, man. There was some stuff happening where I just started going, oh my God, <laughs> does teams even care anymore about players? No. <laughs> they were shipping everybody everywhere. So the Mavericks were able to get Kyrie Irving from the Nets, and the Nets also dealt Kevin Durant to the Suns, officially starting over. They did get some quality players, so it's not necessarily a rebuild of the organization, but rather a bit of a retooling. Cooper, what are your thoughts on the Nets, first and foremost? Finally. That thing was Finally. a nightmare. I am so tired of hearing about the <clears throat> Nets and Kyrie and Durant. Even though Durant hasn't really he hasn't really had any drama other than his injury issues. Right. So, I mean, good for him. I mean, he's, he's with the Suns. I mean, they'll make something happen. Who knows? But 
I mean, as far as Kyrie goes, whatever, dude. Go to the Mavericks. You suck. You're still going to suck there. You're going to find something you don't like there. You're going to bitch about that, too. Because you just think you're a big fish in a little pond. Right. That's probably what it is. It's too bad he's basically a a decent-sized fish in the ocean. Yeah. Is what he really is. (laughs) Yeah. Because the NBA is an ocean. And uh, he's not as badass as he thinks he is. No. Uh, he might, he maybe, maybe be like a tiger shark. You know, I, I would say, you know, back in the day when he had his problems with LeBron, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Everybody kind of got it. But when you've gone to every every team you've went to since then, and then even after LeBron left, they still had an issue with you. Yeah. Like... You just can't keep your mouth shut, play the game, keep your politics, keep your your beliefs out of the situation, and just play the damn game. Absolutely. That, that's, that's all I care. Like, I would even like him, I think, as far as a point guard, if that's all he did. Yeah. He's a talented point guard. Absolutely. He's talented, but his mouth is just something that I just, like, I don't care for you, bro. His mouth or his attitude, just in general, is just like, what in the hell, dude? It's it's absolutely crazy. And it's, it's, (laughs) what's that is, every team has gotten better since he's gone away. Right? I mean, that that should tell you something. Now, granted, the Lakers, I mean, not the Lakers, the Clippers, Cavaliers, whatever team I'm talking about with LeBron, did have a bit of a down year, and then he left. But they they still rebuilt back up. They're up in towards They're the top. They're decent, yeah. They're up towards the top of the conference. They're probably going to finish fourth, fifth, somewhere in there, maybe yeah. sixth. Just depends on how the rest of the year goes. Um, so, but they're back up. But, they're not dismal. Uh, Boston, when they had him, when he was out with injury. They actually played better as a team yeah. and went to a conference finals. And then when he left, they also went back again to a conference finals and then ended up eventually going to the NBA finals last year. Should have should have won, but they just, I don't know what was wrong with them. They just imploded on themselves and lost to the Warriors. Because I'm honestly, bro, I, I love the Warriors and all that, but the Warriors were basically dead for right. And the Celtics just kind of imploded. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I love Curry and, and all them, but <laughs> the... Celtics imploded last year in the play, in the finals, up two one, and then just went. <laughs> it was crazy, um, and then now you went to the Nets, and I, honestly, man, they got a good enough players, and they'll probably actually attract a superstar at one at some point, because it's Brooklyn for one, and two, everybody's a team player, yeah. and he and as long as that superstar is not a team obliterator. That team is probably going to be back up on the rise and eventually good again. That's the biggest problem with him is he just is a cancer to organizations. Unfortunately. And uh, like I said, if he keep his mouth shut and just play ball, mm-hmm. I might respect him more, but I just I can't. Right. I mean, I honestly, when I, I'm, uh, yeah, I know this is stupid, but when I play like NBA 2K or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know they've got they've got his shoes, they've got freaking LeBron shoes. I won't wear either of them. Yeah. I'm either Nike or I'm Jordan. Right. 
just because I don't, I don't respect that shit where you're just running your mouth. Absolutely. So. All right, sir. <clears throat> Let's talk about the two teams that grabbed Kyrie and Katie. Oh, and I'll wear Kobe's too. Of course. First, the Mavericks were considered the potential best team in the West after landing Kyrie until the Suns got KD. However, the Mavericks have been kind of falling apart as of late and needed and need to get um, that backcourt to mesh better. As for the Suns, they only got three games, all wins, with Kevin Durant before he got hurt in pregame warm-ups and, um, that would have been his home debut for the Suns. Durant could potentially miss the rest of the regular season and some speculating he could miss at least the first round of the playoffs. Cooper, what are your thoughts on these two teams? As far as Durant, dude, that's been his biggest problem. I mean, when he can stay healthy, he is a superstar, bro. But the fact is, he just he can't stay healthy. I, I, and I can say this and mean it. A healthy Durant is the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I agree. Colin, Colin Coward um, compares him, in essence, to Kareem in the aspect that he has a shot, his rise, his ability to just rise up above everybody and shoot, and Kareem's ability with the skyhook is just unstoppable shot selection. And he's right, because you can't really, no one can jump up because Kevin Durant is almost seven foot, probably is seven foot, and then he can levitate I think he had like a 38 vert, so he gets up higher in his long wingspan. Dude, he's probably shooting from like 14 feet in the air with the ball up here over his head when he shoots. Yeah. So he's basically shooting down at the hoop, not arcing it really because it's it's more of a line drive because of the way he gets up in the air. So it's not really even an arc. He's more shooting it down really than up, but it's but unstoppable. It, as far as that goes, he needs to stay healthy, and it's just, yeah, it's sad to see, man, because he really is a good talent. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter what team he's went to, he doesn't really have problems, he doesn't, you don't hear him arguing or fighting with people or mm-hmm. none of that stuff. He just plays ball, dude. Right. That, that, that I respect. Yes, sir. One thing in the world is somebody just go out there and play ball. He just, he does get a little oversensitive when he's talked negatively about Oh, yeah, but, but I mean, that, that's just being... Yeah, other than that, though, you can't really say anything bad about him, except for the fact that he's injury-prone. Injury mm-hmm. And also, I, I kind of see where you, some people were like, and the fact that he also left the Warriors. That was kind of dumb. Yeah, he should have stayed. Yeah. But other than that, honestly, <laughs> you can't really say anything wrong about him. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our team. Let's do it. So the Lakers, they finally did it, Lakers fans. We did it. It finally happened. We ended the Russell Westbrook experiment with a trade that sent Westbrook to Utah and the Timberwolves got involved and uh, they would get um, Michael Conley and Nickel Alexander Walker from Utah. The Jazz would send us Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and the Timberwolves would also send us D'Angelo Russell. Russell, of course, started his career with the Lakers. The Timberwolves received three second-round picks, one from the Lakers, two from the Jazz. The Jazz also received Juan Toscano-Anderson and Damian Jones from us and the 2027 first-round pick. The Jazz would buy out Westbrook, and he eventually would join the Clippers, who tanked. (laughs) For, like, five straight games they lost. 
Lord Brown, Lord Brown, no. But anyways, let's talk about our team first. The fact that we finally, finally, finally have a team. Yeah, man, it's it's nice to to see them finally do something with this. I don't like getting rid of first round picks, but hey, man, we we've got a team around us now. Absolutely, so. man. And we got D'Angelo Russell back. I wanted yeah. to keep Russell. I didn't want to send him off because I didn't want Lonzo. I was like, if you're going to trade off Russell, get freaking De'Aaron Fox. Because at least De'Aaron Fox could ball out. And he's been balling out for the Kings, which is why they're like in third place in the West right now. Which is shocking as hell. you say Lonzo? Yeah, Lonzo ball. But I wanted them to get De'Aaron Fox. Oh, I got you. Who's in Sacramento balling out right now. That's right. The other, the other brother, what's his name? Uh, the one with ending with Charlotte? LaMelo. LaMelo. That's LaMelo. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah he's, he's one of Charlotte. By the, by the way, both Baldwin brothers seem to have injury issues all of a sudden. There you go. But that's besides the point. But I, the only thing I didn't like about Russell when we had him is his attitude. He didn't really have a good attitude. He was a hell of a player. But I'm like, dude, you got to change that attitude. Because even there was times when Kobe, when he was, because he, he came in at the end, tail end of Kobe's career, and Kobe Bryant... Looked like he'd kill him if he could. Yeah. <laughs> because there were times he pissed Kobe off to no end. And I'm like, bro, you got to stop pissing Kobe off. Kobe's going to make sure you die if you don't stop. Right. And then he went, he got traded. He eventually would wind up with the Timberwolves. But I think that ended up in Minnesota, humbled him. And now he's got a little bit better attitude. He's a better teammate. Toot, he's still talented. He's freaking dropped 28. He got injured. Missed a few games, came back and dropped 28 and was like knocking down threes like nothing. And I was just like, oh, I missed a guy who could actually shoot threes. <laughs> Malik Beasley's been knocking down threes for us. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, dude, remember um, when Gruden said Air- Ant- Antonio Brown was going to lead the league in energy? Jared Vanderbilt's leading the NBA right now in just energy, bro. He's all over the damn place. Nice. He just goes and gets rebounds. He plays defense so well. I'm just like, bro, where's this guy been, bro? <laughs> We've needed this. Anthony Davis can kind of just do whatever because he knows Vanderbilt's going to take care of it. It works, man. <clears throat> I mean, you need. we needed that. I mean, oh yeah. and not only that, have some youth on the team. I, that's what we've really been lacking. So it's, it's kind of nice. What's weird, too, is not only because the team is looking, like, better, I've noticed even some of our guys that we've held on to, it's playing better. And Austin Reeves, I mean, he's looking pretty good for a white boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, we are white. But I'm just saying, he's, he's like he's like making me go, okay, he's actually doing really well. Yeah. Because I, I think like, he's flow, he flows with his team better. I think he, he vibes with it better. Because not everybody's so fucking old. He can relate to somebody finally. Yeah. I mean, he's still probably, I think, the youngest on the team. But he's not, no one is so old anymore that he can't relate to him. It's not like LeBron, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, Grant, yes, is not even 30 yet, but he acts old because he's injured a lot. And then you had D. Russ, who was, what, 35, 36, I think? Yeah. He's about our age. So he can't, he wasn't connecting with nobody on the team, really. And so now to have that, and you can see, you see in his play, dude, he's freaking. Dude, the white boy's making breaking ankles out there, and I'm like, what the hell is this white boy doing? He's out here breaking ankles. 
what is this? I loved it too. I'm just like, yeah. Well, it's good. It's good. We finally got a team behind us, and uh, and we got a white boy again. <laughs> and maybe uh, it's still Miss eventually, eventually, LeBron will uh, retire. Oh God, I know. If we can just <clears throat> Lakers fans, we're not going to win a title. We're going to make a nice playoff. We're going to be a threat in the playoffs to anybody who has championship aspirations. Honestly, we're going to threaten them. Yeah, we're going to either make that team better, and they're going to go win it. Or they're going to get kicked out and they're just going to be like, we, did we, we're going to win, weren't we going to win the championship this year? No, because you freaking are idiots. This team is going to be good to watch, fun. I'm not calling it a championship. But now we just got to get rid of the off-injured LeBron and the off-injured James. I mean, Anthony Davis, because that's the same person, James and LeBron. <laughs> My bad. Anyways, we get rid of the off-injured too and try to get something for them and maybe hopefully get another good young stud. Yeah, and we'd be a team. We got to keep Dan. We got at least we got to keep D'Angelo, because he's a point guard who can play. Yeah, and he can play with LeBron. Currently, um, even if LeBron, even if we decide to keep LeBron for another year, I don't want to. But if it happens and we are stuck with it, at least he can play with LeBron because he's a shooter. This is the one time where you don't need a point guard who can run the ball. You just need him to be able to score and. And do it efficiently, whereas someone else wasn't doing it efficiently, which is why we finally shipped his ass away. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a relief, dude. It's like, finally I can enjoy watching this team. Because now I feel like, even without LeBron, we've been winning. We won a couple games without yeah, Anthony Davis and LeBron. If you don't have somebody at the point, dude, that knows what they're doing, that can shoot the damn ball. Consistently. They can pass the ball where they need to pass it. Mm-hmm. I mean... How many times did did Westbrook screw up on his passing? Oh, so many times. Oh my it was God, ridiculous. Because if you lost both Davis and LeBron and it was just Westbrook, you knew that you were losing that night. Yeah. And no doubt about it. You were just done. Unless you were playing Houston, Detroit, maybe Orlando. Or depending on Orlando, because Orlando went through that little bit of a hot run. They have like 28 wins. Obviously, still not great. But still, Orlando did a lot better than I think a lot of people thought they were going to do this year. I think a lot of people have them lending less than 20, and they might end up with 30, 35. So, you know, good for Orlando. They're still kind of needing to build. But anyways, but now we've had games where the new group, where we didn't have James and Davis, and we've either been in the game or won the game, and that's unbelievable. Yeah. It's just like, dude, why couldn't we make this trade in the offseason so we wouldn't have had this horrible start? We might actually think we were championship contenders then i don't think we are still but at least we would be more formidable and we'd probably be more terrifying i think yeah. if that was the case but hey man i'm just happy it's westbrook experiment is over and he can go kill the clippers locker room for all i care i don't even think they need to be in los angeles anymore but they think they're going to be so well, at yeah. least they're getting their own arena yeah it's my football stadium Bastards. 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 Um, but, man, I mean, Jazz, I mean, they're... How many freaking first-round draft picks they got now for the future? They got, like, seven total first-round draft picks, I think, now? Crazy, bro. Uh, not all in the same year, but just for the future. They're... I'm, like, turning around. I'm turning around, and seriously, if... I, depending on who wins the number one overall pick, I might just try to trade it and get Victor Wimbyama, man. 
the kid um, from, I think it's France or something like that, he's coming in, but he's seven foot two, but he plays like a lot like KD does. Nice. So, you know, if he's actually half as good as KD, that's going to be a tough, tough guy there to guard against and stuff, man. I'm, I mean, you got the draft capital, Utah, might as well use right. it on somebody. Right. Get uh, what you want. Right. Uh, the Timberwolves have been kind of a disappointment, but I, I'm just glad we got we got a Russell that I like. I'm happy about that. Thank God. <laughs> um, one little minor note. I know no one's really going to hear this out in Oregon. That matters. I'm not my family and your family. I'm about the people at the university. Please, it's time to move on from Dana Altman as head coach. He gets good draft classes, but yet we underperform. We haven't even really made the tournament in the last couple of years. We've been barely above 500, and we are in the NIT yet again. Please move on. I'm I'm hoping maybe you're just trying to hold out for somebody who get who might get an itch to coach again in Boston to come back to the college drinks. I don't think that's happening, so we just need to go ahead and move on. Yeah. I would love to get Brad Stevens, don't get me wrong, but he kind of left coaching, went upstairs to become president of basketball operations, and all of a sudden his team went back, bounced back, and then he had a coaching issue in the offseason. I can't believe Boston, dude. Bouncing back. Lose your coach in the offseason due to a sex scandal, allegedly. No one's really came out with more about that since then. How to get a new coach. Well, basically just took someone off the bench and made him a coach. And you still, for the most part, were a top team in the East. Still yeah. are, kind of. But kind of they kind of slipped a little bit this last few weeks. But you could still bounce back and make noise. And that's crazy. Definitely is, man. But anyways, yeah. University of Oregon, we need a new head coach for basketball, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody out there hears that in Eugene. Started. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm just tired of it, man. We ha- we get good guys, but yet we can't freaking do anything with them, bro. It's getting ridiculous. It's like a better version of Ernie Kent, and I liked Ernie Kent at least. I expected what he was doing. Yeah. Then Dana Allman comes, we get to a Final Four, and I kind of like, hey, we should be kind of in the tournament at least almost every year, right? No. Damn it. Like, come on, bro. Help me out here. Throw me a bone. Right. My Gators aren't doing much either in the SEC. Tired of this crap, man. This bull crap, bro. <laughs> I don't want to be a Carolina fan of any kind. <laughs> it's the only way to like basketball, it seems like, anymore. Shit. Either a Duke or a Tar Heel. I don't want to be a Dukey or a Tar Heel fan. You don't want to be a Dukey? <sighs> Coach K's not even there anymore. <laughs> I mean, they did get a two-seat, I think, or something like that. So, they're at least they're in the tournament. Fuck. I was a little surprised North Carolina didn't make the main tournament and declined the NIT. Hmm. Like, that's a little weird. Why wouldn't you at least get the NIT? I don't know. That's just weird to me. But, man, this was fun. And now, tomorrow, we get to talk about the craziness that has been the NFL offseason. Yeah, man. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Football talk is going to be a little bit crazy, folks. And we're hoping we'll have official news on one Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers! Discount double check, baby. Discount double check. Oh, boy. (laughs)
Yeah. Come on, you used to love those State Farm commercials. Discount double check, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he got yeah, taken over by. I, I used to like him. <laughs> I used to like him too until he kind of went ayahuasca crazy. Yeah. Anyways, but that's for tomorrow. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. As far as wrestling goes, we're taking a break because there's not much going on and we're getting closer to WrestleMania. And you know, over the next couple of weeks, all they're doing really is building stories. So there you go. Absolutely, man. I mean, we can, if you want, we'll give you tomorrow an update on who's been announced for the Hall of Fame so far. There you go. We can do that for you. We'll, give, we'll throw you a wrestling bone tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that's basically where we're at. So hopefully next week we'll have at least some juicy stuff for wrestling. If not, we'll stick with sports talk and football talk until we get closer it, to Mania. It's just weird because like we're used to doing like having you know pay per views, and now it's like no. Nope, oh uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Wait. We don't have a yeah. We don't even have Mania for two weeks. So Mania is still two weeks away. So I mean, we can't even preview the card yet because the card's still not settled. Yep. I mean, next week there is one little tidbit I know for sure we need to talk about before we get to WrestleMania's card when that comes, and we'll see because it's potential card thing, um, not ha- a match that may not be happening. So that'd be interesting to talk about. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's it. So football talk tomorrow, bro. Can't wait to talk about it, man. It's already been crazy. It's gonna be fun, man. And it's gonna be fun, and I'm still pissed at my team. <laughs> Always. And we'll talk about why I'm pissed tomorrow. I won't give it away. All right, man. So that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.